0: Hello, and welcome again to The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, carbon emissions. Surprise, surprise! Okay, so maybe you don't like that imitation of Jim Neighbors doing Gomer Pyle, but that's about the best I can do. Uh, I'd have to practice a lot more, and guess what? Doing a one-second imitation is not worth a lot of practice, not for podcasts that you get for free. If you guys were paying me oodles of money, then I'd rehearse more. Okay, let's get back on topic here. Today's topic is about carbon emissions, and carbon emissions are once again in the news because of all the heat waves that have been going on, some of which we've talked about here on previous podcasts, Uh, the heat waves and fires in the U.S., the heat wave in the U.K., the fires in Sweden, uh, the fires in Greece, the heat wave followed by flooding in Japan, uh, all sorts of things, and there are uh, a number of things popping up on the web If you do a Google search on carbon emissions, uh, there's a lot of them that are tied to heat waves. And so it's kind of interesting to notice that with the exception of Fox News, and you may think, okay, because it's Fox News, that means it's inherently bad, it's inherently bogus. Some of you may think, oh, it's wonderful. Uh, Nonetheless... Uh, an item that they reported that I have not yet found anyone else to report on is the fact that uh, the uh, oil company, British Petroleum, who has been tracking carbon emissions now for 12 years uh, and are continuing to do so, and that's probably not something that uh, many of you knew about, they released their annual statistics. On carbon dioxide emissions their estimates uh, a million tons of carbon dioxide now to be fair i have only seen uh, the summary slides that they've distributed to the public i have not seen the whole report i can't entirely vouch for the science that's there But certainly some of what I do see in this table, and the report has uh, emissions uh, from 2007 listed all the way through last year, 2017, so that you can get a picture not just of what's gone on this past year, but what's gone on the past 10 years. And it looks somewhat reasonable. I don't see figures here that look entirely out of line with my expectations based on my own knowledge of carbon emissions uh, worldwide. Uh, That being said, without being able to totally look at the report and verify the science, I can't say that everything is hunky-dory. However, I would like, for the purpose of this podcast, for you to consider the possibility that they've actually done it right and they've done a good job, at least to the best of our ability, given our technologies and and instrumentation in this day and age. So, let's just proceed ahead and consider the possibility that it's correct in all of its form. And it's interesting to see exactly what's happened. The surprise, surprise comes by the fact that uh, U.S. carbon dioxide emissions, in terms of the number of millions of tons, went down last year by one-half of 1%. So you might say, okay, that's one year. That's a fluke, except that there's actually a trend in the figures. There's a trend in the figures where the figures generally go down from 2007 to 2012. There's a jump 2012 to 2013 and 14 and then they resume a decline to the and right now it's at the lowest point they've been at since before 2007 so that would be Basically, a 1.2 percentage loss is how it works out over the 10-year period, something on the order of about 5.1, little under 5.1 billion tons of carbon dioxide emitted. Now, you might think that's a huge number, and it is, but it's only 15.2% of the estimated emissions worldwide. If you want to go to see who the real big player is, you would have to cross the Pacific and get to China. If you go to China, their emissions for 2017 are estimated at 9.2326 billion tons of carbon dioxide. Uh, That's a whopping 27.6%, nearly double the U.S. uh, emissions. And what was the trend in the Chinese emissions? The Chinese emissions trend, 1.6%, plus, added, And theirs have been going up steadily since 2007 uh, with an average annual uh, increase of 3.2% over 10 years, which means about a 30% increase. And that's what the figures show. The average minus 1.2% over the same period for the U.S. uh, implies about a 12% decrease. This is really good news, and it's not something that you might have expected. And it runs counter to the popular belief in some media and among some in science circles and just some internet trolls and other people that, okay, Trump took office, and guess what? The environment was going to go totally to hell. CO2 emissions were going to go totally to hell. Go totally to hell. So, and that's the surprise, surprise. They haven't. Emissions have once again resumed a downward trek after a couple of year bump up during the Obama administration. So, there's a couple of other interesting little things in this report that I'll uh, just briefly mention before I come back and talk about Uh, the significance of this U.S. number and actually what it kind of says in a number of different ways. First of all, our neighbors to the north, Canada, who have criticized uh, the Trump administration for pulling out of the Paris Climate Accords. Their carbon emissions, while only about uh, maybe 12% of the U.S., nonetheless went up last year uh, 3.4%. Which is a rate roughly 10 times the rate that they increased through the entirety of the 2007 to 200716 period on a per annum basis. Uh, so it's not a huge number either, but Canada's share of carbon dioxide emissions has gone up. <laughs> Uh, and so for a country that criticized us for being, for, pu- for saying we want to pull out of the Paris Climate Accords, uh, maybe they should mind their own house a little bit before they spout off. Um, there are some others that are in the same boat. France. France showed a 2% increase. Although their net and uh, you know average annual percentage change in carbon emissions over the 10-year period was a loss and and a respectable one um there's something in that particular set of statistics which also play can be uh playing a role here um other big winners most of central and south america have shown decreases in carbon emissions the czech republic finland was a big winner uh, the, the UK's emissions are down a healthy 2.7% over the previous year, and with an average annual drop of 3.4%. So, the UK is doing marvelously. Now, again, I haven't seen the science, I haven't seen how it's set up. Um, it's, oh, you know, it's interesting that British Petroleum is based in London, and the UK shows a really nice, favorable result. But they're not the biggest winners. Some of the biggest winners include other places like Turkmenistan, like the Ukraine, Uh, and well, that's about all for the big winners. The other few countries that have shown drops are showing relatively small drops. Uh, there are countries that are showing relatively large gains. Qatar or Qatar, depending on how you want to pronounce it, I've heard both, almost a 10% increase in their carbon emissions over 2016. Uh, We have India showing a 4.4% increase and an increase per annum of 6% every year for the past uh, 10 years, with the 2017 figure being... uh, about uh, a little shy of of double that of its 2007 figure. Uh, Probably it is double about the 2005 figure, I would guess. Uh, I don't have that figure back. So it's interesting to reflect upon the Paris Climate Accords. Everybody says they want to do this uh, carbon reduction. Some of the biggest countries with some of the biggest uh, carbon emissions, are still increasing emissions, regardless. And uh, the U.S. has shown more of a trend towards decreasing, even if the decreases are not super large, it's still not going up, which says something, given our population is continuing to increase. So there's a few things going on here. One, Climate will play a role in this. There's a little bit of a feedback loop here because if you have colder winters in a location and or warmer summers you use more energy. There is still significant energy being generated by coal in the world and in the developing world and China They are still using in many places a lot of coal. The US still uses a lot of coal though it is using a, it has has used a bit less overall What else is going on? Other renewable energy, other clean technologies, in particular things like vehicles. Uh, There have been substantial technological advances, and they continue to occur uh, within the U.S. And so the U.S. can probably still show small declines even as the population increases, even as climate changes may or may not force more energy use. Because the technology is actually helping us. I myself, now I'm driving a a hybrid car. Many of us drive hybrid cars that have lower emissions. Uh, You have four electric cars. You have the Teslas. And you have other ones like it that are coming into their own in other parts of the world. Uh, Depending on how that electricity that you use to charge them is being generated... Uh, their carbon footprint may be more, it may be less. Uh, that's a whole subject for another podcast. So think of it this way. Maybe we don't need the Paris Climate Accord as much as we think we do. Maybe we'll be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish for our own carbon emissions without it. Could that be something that have, had gone into the president's thinking? I have no idea. I do not understand how the man thinks half the time. It doesn't matter. The result may still be the same. And that is food for thought for today. It's been a long podcast, so I'm going to wrap this up. This has been The Daily Bolt with Dr. Jeff Tilley. I don't know when you're listening to this, so good night, good afternoon, good morning, and most importantly, God bless.